Nick. And I'm Sarah. And this is Eerie Encounters. That was terrible. Did we manage it? I don't know if we actually managed it. I don't think we did. Let's try that again. Never mind, we're trying. (laughs) So we thought today we'd do something a little different. And I thought of a name that we could call these episodes going forward. Or at least our listeners should have a name. And because you're a bit obsessed with the alliteration... I thought, now you've got to tell me whether you think this is a good idea or not. I thought that we could give the name to people that write into us and listen to us and call them the Eerie Entourage. I like it. And it kind of still plays on that Eerie Encounters, Eerie Entourage, the the double E thing. And we could talk about the Eerie Entourage's Encounters, which is a bit of a mouthful. That's a huge mouthful. Yeah, don't try saying that after a few. Well... Maybe I've had a few this morning. <laughs> I haven't, I promise, I haven't. We asked people to send in their stories, didn't we? Yes, so we've been reaching out asking you guys to send us your encounters, your stories, anything at all, anything spooky, and we've had quite a few. Like you, I am a, I've been impressed. You guys are more haunted than we are, I think I've decided. Like, yeah, you, we've had quite a few. <laughs> Although you feel that you have become a little bit more haunted since we've started doing this. Yeah, I'm beginning to wonder if I'm opening myself up to things. I think I need to start saging the house. Because since, I don't know if it's just because obviously I am now going down these rabbit holes of looking up scary things, watching scary stories, having scary things sent to us, listening to EVPs. But yeah, I do feel a little bit open to things um so we'll see how that goes not to mention like nick you can back me up here the technical problems we've had there Uh, is some gremlins or ghosties that are trying to stop us the technical problems have just not stopped have they no so yeah that's why this has been a bit later than expected i mean your computer died and you've had to get a new computer I decided that I didn't like the way I'd done my episode and want to re-record it and change the way it's all set up because when I came to edit it, it was just a bit of a mess. Yeah, we haven't really had much luck with technology, have we? No, and sound issues as well. Um, Oh, yes. Sometimes it sounds like we're underwater. Other times we've got like strange sounds going on. Yeah. In the background, yeah. And that's, we can't even blame the dogs. It's, yeah. Well, we could try. I've got one sat behind the curtain in the sunshine and the other one's over on the sofa. But you should see me. I've got all my curtains closed to make sure the sound's better. I've got, I've taken the cushions off of my outdoor furniture and I put that in front of me to try and dampen any echo. So (laughs) it's quite a funny thing. And like Timmy, who is my big black dog, he's like, what are you doing? Why are you not paying me attention? How about Mr. Alfie, the one-eyed wonder dog? How is he? The one-eyed wonder. He's currently, well, you might be able to hear him, which I'm hoping you can't, because I've done is the same. Snoring? Yeah, I've done the same. I've blacked out all the curtains. I've got, sort of tried to muffle the sound. I've got the earphones. I've got the speakers set up. And then the dog decides to sit right next to the laptop and it's snoring. So well, <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Yeah. It's going to be an interesting one, isn't it? It's going to be interesting. Okay, so our first story, should we just work down our list that we have? We can do, yeah. We can go one after another if you want. Let me actually open my list. Okay. That'll be good if I'm organised. That's always helpful. Always helpful. Yep. Okay, so our first story is from Amy Fisher. 
and this is from Johannesburg in South Africa. And they write, My fiancé and I saw one hell of a lot of shadow people, followed by a teenager's ghost, whom had been brutally murdered six months prior. They requested them to give his apologies for his ill choices to his father. That would scare the bejesus out of me if some apparition appeared and went, yeah, do you mind just telling my dad that I'm sorry? Aww. I guess, I don't know, I think maybe it's nice that it's like, oh, these people can see me and hear me and I'm remorseful, let my dad know. But I don't know, would you stand there and listen or would you be running in the opposite direction? Well, I have so many questions. I want to know these people that she knows or are these people that her father, you know, or is this something that, are these ill choices things that have happened after these spirits have crossed over? You know, I want to know these things that have happened. Yeah, so many questions. We need more. Yeah, so Amy, if you are listening to this, send us in more. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I have so many questions. So many questions. Okay, I have a slightly longer one from someone called Cheryl Taylor. So Cheryl, if you're listening, and she said, after 20 years of being on my parents' property, my mum called and said that they are going to move back here. So we bought a new home in the next town and my parents bought a manufactured home. In the new house, we had one bedroom upstairs that nobody liked to sleep in. We bought the house from the original owners and that room belonged to one of their daughters. And at the bottom of the stairs, if you sat on the stairs to put your shoes on or anything, you would always feel like something at the top of the stairs was watching you. Oh, that's the worst feeling. Ugh. Yeah, I've had that recently. Have you? In like, your house? Yeah, well, I knew who it was. It was Timmy. He sat on a chair behind me. <laughs> I sat there and I'm working away and I'm like, I feel like some, someone's watching me. And I turn around and there's Timmy just sat there like, I'm hungry. I used to have that Where's as a the child. Food? But yeah, no, that just that feeling, it is creepy. Yeah. Definitely had that kind of feeling. See, I used to have that as a child in the house that I grew up in, that you'd sit on the stairs and you always just felt like there was just something, yeah, over your shoulder, that kind of, yeah. You, sometimes you have certain rooms, like I remember my parents' room, I didn't like going upstairs on my own. That was just, yeah. Oh, dear. So, Did you change what you did? Did you, like, go, I'm not going to go in there or anything I, because of the feeling? When or... I was when I was young, there was, yeah. So um, I remember I was a bit of a strange child and I was kind of, um, wouldn't like to be awake on my own. So what I used to do is I used to knock on the wall if I woke up during the night because it would echo in my parents' bedroom and wake them up. And so if I woke up during the night, I'd be like, oh, I'm awake, bash, bash, bash. I can't, couldn't be the only person in the house awake. And um, But they loved you. <laughs> oh, it became a regular thing. And then I went through a stage of having to have um, somebody sit in the room with me until I fell asleep. So, yeah, as a child, I was, I was, yeah, there was just something I felt very uncomfortable with. Anyway, Cheryl, sorry, I'll get back to your story. So we just continued <laughs> to ignore it. And I ended up sleeping in the weird bedroom with my grandkids whenever they visited. Nothing ever happened until about a week before we moved. I was laying on the couch and I saw a little girl standing across the room looking at me. It was the first time I'd ever seen a spirit and it scared the crap out of me. I'm not surprised. Particularly when you wake up. When you first wake up, just no. And little girl. Oh, see my... My sceptical brain goes, was it a little girl or was it something else showing itself as a little girl? Oh, 
I blinked and she was gone. And I couldn't pack fast enough. Then my parents both passed and we wanted to downsize since all the kids were gone and out on their own. So we decided to pay my two siblings for the barn and garage my parents built. While they were there, in order to get back onto our original house and property, we'd always wanted to build a house and retire there. And this was our chance to do so because I'd inherited a total of 3.7 acres and that was part of the property. And I can say the spirits were still here. Whenever my husband went to work and I would hear car doors shut in like someone was here and my husband said it was probably the neighbours but they are over three acres away and I know what I heard. Three acres isn't like a little amount of distance is it? It's not like you're packed in like we're here in the UK or anything. That's quite some distance. That is and you'd normally be able to tell if it was something that was like in the distance or if it was something that was just outside your house you'd normally be able to tell so I know what I heard then my dog started reacting by getting up and barking me and my dog would also hear thumping in the walls well that's not your neighbours and a few other strange noises I had explained it all to my husband and told him that the dog even reacted to it He just said it was nothing, until one day, a few weeks later, he was in the living room and heard it also. Ha ha! See? There you go, sceptical husband. Then one night, I had gone to bed early and felt something pushed down on the corner of the mattress. No, 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 no. By my feet. And I said, you're not allowed in my room. After that, it all kind of stopped. Then after about a year, I felt something get into the bed on my husband's side and I felt the sheets pull underneath me. So I guess I'm going to have to repeat myself about it not being allowed in my room. Yeah, I would say so. No means no. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my goodness. Ah, that's terrifying. No means no. I have heard that if you kind of almost claim the space back and you say all right we can coexist but this is my home some ground rules yeah yeah that actually does work that kind of you know you are going to be my ghostly roommate you follow the rules yeah or you pay rent so (laughs) yeah well some of these spiders in my house i've been thinking need to pay rent oh they are just huge this is getting silly and I, it's got to the point now where I'm just like, do I just move out and just accept defeat? <laughs> Leave it to the spiders. Yeah, just... No. Yeah, I'm thinking, okay, fine, you win. But they are big at the moment. I know it's the time of year, but they just seem like they are relentless. And yeah. Oh, no. Oh, Cheryl, that's terrifying. Especially that yep. sort of dip in the bed and the getting into bed and... Oh... Gosh, that makes me think of another experience I had once, actually. Oh, gosh. I'll hold it, but that's very... You can't, yeah, you can't just say that and then not share it. I can't... It was um, my husband and I were in... Uh, we used to live in a different flat. And um, I remember one night that I thought he was sitting up in bed because I felt the bed dip. And... I sort of said to him, are you okay? And then from next to me, he was like, yeah, why? So whatever I could see sitting on the end of the bed wasn't him. So I jumped. he was next to you. Yeah. So I jumped out of bed and turned the light on. He was going, what, what, what? And there was nothing there. But I swear I saw, I thought it was him, someone sit down and I felt the bed dip. 
And a few weeks later, he woke me up because he hadn't seen it, but he felt the same. He felt something dip on the bed. It's interesting, isn't it? It's always the, I'll dismiss it until I see it myself or feel it or something, isn't it? And it's always the men that are like, nah, it's fine, don't worry about it. And then when they see it, do they get scared? Yes, they do. <laughs> well, he's quite, he's quite open to things like that. So, um, and I think, to be honest, he's had more experiences than I have. So, yeah, there's a... When I say to him, oh, something happened, he's not normally that dismissive. But after that, when he sort of said that he felt almost as if something had dipped on the bed. And I think there was another incident in the same room where he felt something sort of almost whacked the pillow next to him and woke him up. So, yeah. They were just trying to get comfy. Oh, uh, yeah. I think they are just trying to get, get attention or something. Yeah, absolutely. But it was very strange. Anyway, that's what you're reminding me of. So, I've got full body chills. Thanks, Cheryl. Oh, I'm so <laughs> sleeping with a light on tonight. Okay, over to you. So, the next one that I have is from Carol Tully. And it looks like she is in the UK. So, I stayed in Coombs Abbey Hotel in Warwick, Coventry, in room 140. Early in the night, about 3 or 4am, I felt the air was freezing as I looked. I noticed that no windows were open. Then totally out of nowhere, I saw this woman ghost going over my bed in a slow motion towards the bathroom. Went through the wall. What would you do at that point? I think most people would be like, yeah, no, not today, ghost. I'm just going to cover my head and not think about it. But no. Carol... I ran to the bathroom, watching her. She sat down. She had a big dress on. Her hair was in a plaited ponytail. Then she just disappeared. Funny thing was, I was more like, wow, that was amazing, than being scared. (laughs) Carol, you're braver than I am. (laughs) Yeah, I'd be like, nah, I'm off. See you later. (laughs) I'm done. Anyway, when we got back to London, I googled it up. Turned out a lot of people seen her and refused to go back to the room. But I was amazed by it. Would love to go back. Yes, Carol, go back. We want to hear more stories. I'm now tempted. We need to go to the Coombs Abbey Hotel and stay in room 140. Put it on the list. Okay, make a note of that one. I'm up for that. Oh, Carol, yes, go back. Have you been back? Yeah, if you have, you should tell us. Yes. We need to know. We need follow-ups. I have so many questions. See, that's the thing with the paranormal. Imagine just, yeah, just waking up and someone's floating over your bed. I'd be like, excuse me, that's trying to sleep down here. Yeah, that's like straight out of a horror movie. That's... Isn't it? Going over the bed in slow motion. I wonder, like, if it was... Did it acknowledge her? I mean, do you think it's residual? Doesn't sound like it, does it, from what Carol's written? Yeah. But who knows? They may have just said, hi, I'm just... Sitting here in my old-timey clothes. And Carol, you said you Googled it. Did you find out any information about this girl? Do do you know how she Yeah, maybe we need to do an episode on haunted hotels. Yeah, yes, yes. Add it to the list. Yes, haunted hotels. Adding it to the list. (laughs) Oh, oh my goodness. So thanks, Carol. You've just scared us. (laughs) That's what we're here for. (laughs) Okay, Cara. I've got something from Cara here. Uh, Cara Jane, you should do something on Coventry. It's very historic. Oh, good suggestion. It was a medieval mecca with a, oh, I'm going to murder this, God, Godiva, Godiva, would you say? I think so. Yeah, medieval mecca with 
Godiva, but a lot of history also associated with Roman Britain. Ooh, oh, this could be fun. There is an area called Ainsley, which has sightings of Roman soldiers from the waist up. Oh, okay. My dad was in his room and stirred one night to a Roman soldier standing there with no legs. Why are they always in the bedroom? I mean... Or without body parts. Can you just... If you're going to show up, maybe it would be nice to have you all there so we don't just (laughs) see you floating. (laughs) I'm wondering if it's sort of like it takes a lot of energy because you're always here about just seeing legs or an arm or just a random floating head maybe it's like i've not got that much energy today so i'm just going to show myself as half of me oh my goodness also a band of them are seen walking in the village in coventry there is a lunt roman fort and in the north of stoneley archaeologists believe that there was a roman settlement oh i love the suggestion cara jane we're gonna be on the list on the list we need a trip to coventry I love that they're giving us, like, you know, weekends away. And we can say... Well, we can stay in that hotel, which was in Coventry. Well, we've got we've got a trip now to Warwick and a trip to Coventry. We could do Warwick Castle at the same time. I'd love to do Warwick Castle. Oh, that'll be good. Okay, so we, we need to get our diaries out. Thank <laughs> you, Cara. It's a great suggestion, that one. Okay, Nick, over to you. What you got? So Cheryl has written another one. So this is Cheryl from earlier on in this episode. She seems to be having quite a few encounters. So she says, after the little trailer was lost to fire, we bought a pre-manufactured home. So it sounds like it's about the time that we were talking about the previous one onto the same property. I no longer heard the voices, but while in the old little trailer, I had lost a baby, my miscarrying, after we had another daughter. I'm so sorry. Who was about four months old when the fire happened. But when she was two months old, She was in her room and I went to check on her. She was in her crib staring at the ceiling and I was just looking at her. Then all of a sudden she turned her head and looked straight at me and perfectly said, I love you, mummy, freaking me totally out. A four-month-old telling you that they love you. Yeah, that's going to freak. That would freak anyone out. I'm sorry, but yeah, no. No, 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 no. Then we moved into the new place six months later and I was cooking in my kitchen. One day and saw her walk up behind me, and when I sat everything down and slowly turned around so I wouldn't knock her down, this was when she first started walking up. After I turned around, there was nothing there, so I just wrote it off as being my imagination. One day, about five years later, she's in her bedroom making crafts, and I'm cooking, and I hear her yell, Mum, like kids do, and I yell back saying, I'll be there in a second. So I sat everything down and go to her room and ask her what she wanted. She looked confused and said, nothing. I asked if she hadn't just called me and she said, no. I asked if she was sure and she said, yes. After that, I knew it was my lost baby trying to reach me and I never heard anything after that. Oh, I'm First of all, I'm so, so sorry. Yeah. That's beautiful in a way that... I hope, yeah, I hope that offered you some comfort in such a terrible situation. Yeah, just knowing that they're close and, you know, you are mum. No, I know nothing can take away that pain, but, yeah, that's for them to reach out to you and just sort of say, I'm still here. Yeah. I'm absolutely still here. Oh. oh, Cheryl, I'm sending you the biggest hug, sweetheart, honestly. But that's, yeah, beautiful. 
But also, it's nice that she's, or he is around little sister. So, yeah, I think that's, she's always going to have a guardian angel watching out for her. Oh. Well, actually, I have another one from Cheryl as well. So, Cheryl, thank you. You are amazing. She has said, for another experience, when I was still a teenager, I left the trailer. So, I think we're talking about the house that we were talking about earlier again. Man, this house. This needs... I know. I think at some point, I think I would have gone, nah, I'm just, I can't do this anymore. But then, in some ways, it doesn't sound like they were really mean or anything. There hasn't been... Like anyone shouting, get out, or... No, cohabitants, I like that. And, you know, good housemates. Plus the fact, they never leave the toilet seat up (laughs) and never leave a mess. So I think, yeah, quid's him. Okay, when I was still a teenager, I left the trailer and still lived in with all my family and the spirits and lived with my boyfriend in Indianapolis. We were married a couple of years later and about two years into our marriage, we were struggling with finances. So my husband said, let's move into your family's properties. I was very worried since I hadn't seen the place in quite a while, but my parents had moved out of state and it was empty. We moved back in with our little daughter, who was two. We lived in the little trailer for about six years and lost it to a kitchen fire. But while we were there, so were the spirits. At night, I would hear whispering, but couldn't quite understand what they were saying. Oh, that's the worst. It started as a single male voice, but after a few months, a woman's voice was added. And about a year later, a second male joined in. And the only thing I could understand was their conversation was kind of heated with worry, like they thought they had done something and were trying to figure out their next step of what to do. And on top of that, there was other sounds I can't quite describe. Every night the whispering was there. Oh my goodness. I want to know what happened in this house. That's creepy. I really want to know what happened that in is this creepy. house. There is something, there is a dark secret here in this house. Oh, Cheryl. We need to, we no, need to know more. We need some that. research for this one, I think. Maybe, maybe there was a murder? See, my brain goes to the darkest places, but yeah. I don't know. Oh, wow. So, yeah, our next one is also from Cheryl. So this is a kind of a continuation of what she's been talking about. And she says, I grew up in a property that everyone in the family knew was haunted. But as my mum once said, we've lived here a long time. So if they haven't hurt us by now, she said that they probably aren't going to. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Me and my middle sister shared a bed in a very small 1960s trailer. And one night we went to bed as usual. I slept on the side of our bed that was against the wall. And we had one long shelf above our bed in the same wall where we would put all our treasures like candles, pendants from school and books, whatever we liked. We both fell asleep very soon and started dreaming. I had this fancy jar that had feathers and a little decorative owl that I had made for decoration. I had a dream that I saw that jar fall and hit me in my forehead. Ouch. And I knew it was going to damage my face or outright kill me. Now, that would make me terrified and I'd want to be moving that jar, but maybe that's me. She says, I was terrified of my dream that night. Then I suddenly sat straight up in bed and I know you couldn't waste even a second. Then the jar hit me in the back and bounced off with no damage done to me. So she sat up before the jar did fall off and hit her in the face. Ouchies. Uh, The weird part is I was sitting up, my sister was jumping out of bed 
from turning on the light because she had had almost the exact same dream. The only difference was she didn't know what was going to hit me, but just like me, she knew whatever it was would do some serious damage. I don't know if someone was watching over me or what, but it was one of the weirdest things that had ever happened with me and my sister. We are one year and two months apart in age, so you can see we are not twins, and it was kind of scary for both of us. I am not surprised you were scared. There's got to be something looking out for her, hasn't there, that's gone, hey watch out you need to sit up right now I mean, and then the jar falls yeah brilliant that you've got somebody that's clearly got your back and i obviously don't think they mean any harm at all i think your mum's right that you know if they meant you any harm you'd have known about it by now i actually think they're sort of that's reassuring it's nice to have sort of like a a ghostly wingman that's looking out for you maybe it's a guardian spirit or a um spirit guide there you go Definitely something weird going on there, particularly when they both had the same dream. Oh, Cheryl, you are amazing. And thank you so much for all your stories. That's brilliant. Please. Oh, yeah. Send us some more. Absolutely. Yeah, if you've got any more, please share them. Okay. So I have a story by Jimmy Nutbrown. And this is about his trip to the Ancient Ram Inn, which is somewhere that I definitely... Somewhere you've been, haven't you? No, I went to the Jamaica Inn. Oh, I knew it was one of them. Yeah, no, Ancient Ramen is on the list. I think we've, yeah, we've got that down as a potential week, girly weekend away sometime. So he has said that he hosted a group of seven in the Ancient Ramen last night. So this wasn't last night. This was obviously a few weeks ago now. But during a spirit board session by four of the group, the door to the room, which was a heavy wood gate latch door and had been closed for 15 minutes, The latch clicked and the door pushed fully open all by itself. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that was just me. I just wanted to come in. Just come in and see what's going on. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. At the same time as the glass on the board started to turn. The same group also witnessed two orbs moving around the barn for at least a minute. Plus, we had the usual K2 and cat ball activity. Okay, clearly we do need to go to the ancient ramen. That, yeah, and the, I think that even the next story is about the ancient ram, so yeah, we definitely need to come here. Ah, oh, brilliant. So do you want me to give you the yeah. next story? And yes. Have a chat about what we think about the ancient ram. So the next one is from David Tompkins. I love the ram inn, have investigated the amazing old inn four times and got some amazing stuff. We were in the bar on the spirit board and it spelt out leave. So I asked why. It said scaring customers. So again, I asked why, and it spelt out, don't like ghosts. Oh! Well, I guess some people don't like ghosts. Maybe the ghost was getting a bit of a vibe from the people that were there. Okay. Yeah, just telling you to leave and get out. Uh, Yeah. And by the grave, they got a very weird EVP, clear voice, in a foreign language. So we played it into Google Translate and came back, ancient Latin, last (gasps) right. No. Oh, no, that's just creepy. No. Yeah. David, no, we creepy. need to hear this EVP. Please, can you send it to us? I mean, that's incredible that you were able to get it translated and it's the Latin last rites. That's. Well, it was clear enough. I think that's probably the more interesting point. Getting an EVP that is so clear that you can put into Google Translate and it will translate it to what it was saying. That's impressive. Yeah. There are some that some people claim that it says something. I can't hear it. Or 
when they tell me what it says, I go, oh yeah, I can hear that now. But it could be other things as well. It's not just that possibility. Do you know what I mean? Take it different ways and interpret it in different ways. Oh yeah, um, there's oh, there's a name for it. I'm going to have to look it up. But it's like when you um, your brain kind of makes sense of things like noises or images. And sometimes you might see like a smudge on a window or a mirror or something and your brain will say oh it looks like a face it's a face yeah that kind of thing so I think the same thing happens with like you know sounds as well where it might be that somebody's rubbed the recorder or someone's shuffled or something and you know your brain makes sense of it by thinking it sounds like a voice and it sounds like it's saying this and if you're already in a spooky environment I think you know that happens sometimes but the fact that it was so clear that you could translate it and it translated into something like The Last Rites, that's incredible. I mean, that's there is something about EVPs that just give me the absolute heebie-jeebies, but I'm so fascinated with them. The fact that, you know, it's almost on a frequency that we can't hear audibly. And it makes you wonder, is this like why pets react? Because they can hear it because they hear things on a different frequency or maybe children. Because they hear things well, at a Timmy high frequency. Timmy can like pick up the dog walker van from miles away. Yeah. But it seems like, like she turns into the road and he's like, "Hello, I know that's a van." But it seems like dog whistles and things that we can't mm. physically hear. Or um, I don't know if you've sometimes you walk past um, sort of houses that have those cat things to stop cats from going on their front gardens. Now I oh yes, I've seen those. I can hear them. Can you? So, yeah, it's like a really high pitch. Like, so you've got, oh, like, supersonic hearing or something? Well, it's really weird because I can hear those, but, and I'll say to Andy, gosh, that noise. And he's like, I can't hear anything. So I don't <laughs> know if, like, it's just a, 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 a different frequency or what it is. But, yeah, they're, they're like a high-pitched kind of just eek noise. It's, yeah, yeah, really strange. But so I'm wondering if it's just, that's why sometimes things are picked up on different frequencies. Oh, there's so many questions. There's so much we don't know. Exactly. Man. That's, I guess that's why we're doing this. Yeah. Maybe we'll find some understanding of what's happening. We need answers. Oh, man. That's the thing why I love about paranormal, though, is that you go with so many questions and you come away with more questions. And it's then this, yeah, you can see how you can lose yourself in it and trying to find out well, how does that work? And there's so much that we don't know. And just when you think you've got a theory, then something happens that completely poo-poos it. So, yeah. David, that's brilliant. So we've got two people that have said we need to go to the ancient realm in. Thank you for your suggestions. We've got quite a few suggestions this episode. Well, I guess the ancient realm in could go in with the haunted hotel selection of stuff yes. that we will do. And of course, we're going to need to visit these places. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a given. <laughs> okay, I have a story by Ashley Pilgrim. And she has said, So, my story began back in 2005 or 2006. My sister and I were walking home from our local sports centre to watch our dad play five-a-side football match. We were walking down a straight pathway and there were fields on either side of us. It was pitch black. You couldn't see your hand in front of you and at the end of the path there was a long metal red gate. When we got to a few feet from it, my sister just stopped walking, making me pause from talking. I saw her looking forward intensively, so I looked forward as well. I could see a giant black see-through creature. Must have been about four or five foot. 
It was running from left to right several times. Then it disappeared all of a sudden. Oh my goodness, I've got chills. It ran through the gate and charged at us as we both turned and ran. Oh my goodness. Even though we were scared. I would be doing more than running, I think. There would be some shrieking in there as well. Oh my goodness. And at this point, you're probably thinking it's actually an animal. You know, I'm about to be eaten by something. At this point... One of those... Giant cats or something. Yeah, that, like um, the beast of Bogman. Meant to be roaming the countryside. Yes. Or a scary dog or some, something. Yeah, no. Oh my goodness. It ran through the gate and charged us. We both turned and ran, even though we were scared. We turned around while running, and it was gone. What? It had vanished. No. <laughs> we looked left and right, and it was nowhere to be seen. I had forgotten about this creature until I came across it in a book. Ah. Now this is interesting, Nick. The encounter me and my sister had was with a black shook. Now, I didn't know if I believed it and that that could have been this entity. So I did some research and came across that the black shook or shunk roams the areas of Norfolk and Suffolk. I'm from the Suffolk area, and I couldn't believe it. I had encountered one of the most evil entities and lived to tell this story. Apparently, the Black Shook kills on sight, leaving no witnesses. I don't know how much of that is true, but here I am. Oh, oh no, okay. That's so we actually have an episode that we are researching at the moment that is all to do with this. Well, it's all to do with cryptids, yeah. isn't it? It's the things that you see that, like... What other cryptids are there? There's meant to be like a goat devil yeah, goat thing, man. person, something or other. Yeah, Jersey devil. And like the Batwing yeah, Man. And the Batwing Man. We're now giving yeah. them their own names. Obviously. I don't know what their names are. That's for the later episodes. I'm just making it up as I go along here. So, oh, <laughs> actually, that's terrifying. That's really, really scary. But yeah, no, I've, we've been doing some research on this. So watch this space. And just because I have to, it may have some link back to Harry Potter and Perfect. <laughs> yeah, Nick is going to, this is your new game, isn't it? See how many times we can drop Harry Potter in our episodes. <laughs> well, I'm trying and I want it to be a drinking game. How many times we mention it, you've got to drink a shot or a spirit. something. Let's keep it, let's keep it sort of, you know, on top. <laughs> Pure, oh baby. my goodness yeah that's gonna make a very different podcast it'll probably make it a lot more enjoyable so yeah stay with us <laughs> <laughs> it would make me a lot less stressed about the dogs making Absolutely. noise in the background it's quite funny at the moment i think is elfie snoring because i can hear him on my headphones yes. i'm so sorry yeah i keep lifting my headphone going is that mine or i'm is that so yours? sorry yeah the snoring is <laughs> it's really funny it's all right he's enjoying I himself if I could have a nap, I totally would. Not after these stories. No, actually, yeah, maybe I'll take that back. Although I am more the resident sceptic, so maybe I can just be like, yeah, okay. So the next one we have is from Angela Jordan, who is in a Facebook group called True Ghost Stories. They say, hi guys, you are going to be hearing a lot from me as I have had things around me my whole life. Awesome. Tell us more. We, we need do. to know what it is and what stories you have. We love welcome to hear Welcome to the entourage, One that shook Angela. Me... <laughs> uh, exactly, welcome to the entourage. One that shook me to the core is the first one I will share. It was April 29, 2007. I'd just gotten off of my shift as a server at Golden Corral in Bellevue, Nebraska. It was late at night, about 10.30, and I was on my way to pick my two-year-old son up from my parents' house. 
as they looked after him on nights that I worked. That's very responsible, making sure the kid is looked mm -hmm. after. <laughs> as I was driving along, talking to my boyfriend on my cell phone, I put a cigarette to my lips and realised that I'd misplaced my lighter. And I know as a child, when my parents were smokers and my grandparents were smokers, that happened quite a lot. And it was really annoying when it happened. And it was always a bit like looking down the back of the sofa trying to find a lighter. Oh, gosh. Anyway, maybe that's just my childhood. Don't lose the lights down the back of the sofa. <laughs> well, you get some, like, good stuff down the back of the sofa. You're like, ooh, coins. Anyway, so after a work shift like that, I needed my cigarette. Oh, it was a bad work shift. So I decided to pull into the parking lot of a gas station that had been newly built before where it stood were just fields of tall grass, thistles and wildflowers. I sat at the crossroads of now Cape Hart Road and Scarborough Drive. Pulling into the parking lot, I'd found a vacant space and sat in my car to finish my phone call with my boyfriend. As we're talking, I casually look out of my window without a thought. That's when my eyes caught something strange. In a parked car across the way, I noticed a strange smoky haze in the passenger side window. There was no one inside the car. It sat empty. The smoky haze started to form into something. I was taken aback, but couldn't look away. Oh, that oh is... Oh, that's... Yeah, that's making my body chill and getting the goosebumps going there. That is until it took its final form. I watched this smoky haze transform into an entity who looked exactly like no. me. No. Oh, my goodness. Oh, how creepy. Oh, like... This thing was looking right at me and wore an evil smile. Oh, Angela, that's terrifying. It just keeps getting worse. It's like an evil doppelganger. Oh. Isn't it? Just sat across with, like, some maniacal smile, just like, oh, oh no, my goodness. No. I, I'm sitting here with the heating on, thermals, a hot water bottle and a blanket, and I'm freezing cold. And you're now I'm shaking. I'm freezing. Angela. <gasps> no, yeah. No, no. I watched as headlights pass straight through this evil thing. Terrified that it would do something that would scare the hell out of me, I quickly turned away. Immediately ran straight into the gas station, bought my lighter, and went straight to my car without looking over to the vehicle. I drove to my parents' house, scared out of my mind. I'm surprised you could still drive at this point. I think I would just be in such a mess that I wouldn't be able to drive. Just no. When I told them what had happened, they thought I was crazy. Oh. That, fortunately, is the response of people, isn't it? When they don't see it themselves, yeah. the natural response is like, nah, it didn't happen. But anyway, I picked up my son and walked back outside to get into my car. My driver's door was wide open. My mum said, well, I see that, but you probably just left it open. I did <gasps> not leave it open. Oh, no, my goodness. Does that mean that the spooky doppelganger somehow either got in your car or, or something? No. Oh, my goodness. Oh, what happened after that? Did you get back in the car? Angela, I need to know more. Have you had any experiences yeah. with the car since? Oh, my goodness. Oh, that that is terrible. Have you been back to the gas station? Seen anything else at the gas station? Oh, my goodness. Just No, that's just creepy. That's so scary. So, so scary. Oh my gosh. Like, I have got full body chills. That's, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's like something out of a horror movie. It's like that awful fear of... It is a horror movie. Isn't there a horror movie out there? I'm sure like there this? is. It's, my it's like the idea of having, looking up in your rear view mirror and finding someone on your back seat. Like, that's just, yeah. I heard a funny story that is from another podcast and they're not paying us or anything. It's just a quick shout out. 
there is a podcast that is called Two Mr. P's in a Podcast. And it is about, they are teachers and they talk about teachery stuff. And one of their segments is like things that I do like when I'm a tired teacher. So like funny things and mistakes that people do. And this one person went for a walk with their dog before they went to work and then drove to school, but forgot to take their dog home. Oh no. And the dog popped up in the back. So she saw them in her rear view mirror and was scared to death, <laughs> thinking that she was going to be murdered. But it was just the dog like, hey, what's going on? Why are we here and not at home? Oh, I love that. Imagine being that tired and not realising that you'd left your dog in the car. Oh, oh. I guess it shows how difficult teachers are finding it at the minute because it is just got to half term and they're all probably starting to flag. Being sat in the car and then something pops up in the back and it's just the dog. Oh, I love <laughs> that podcast. My friend actually, bless her heart, she bought me their book. And it's so funny. Oh, did she? It's, I, I can just, yeah, obviously being a teacher, I can just, um, yeah. I wet myself when this came up and I was like. I, I, I can associate with so many of the stories. And they tell yeah. them so well. So yeah, definitely. Have, yeah. A, have a listen. They're so, so funny. Yeah, if you haven't, that's two Mr. P's in a podcast. Yeah, no, they're brilliant. Oh, dear. Well, we've still got loads. So many, like, I know. The, the document continues. Maybe we should stop there. I think so. Maybe we, I think we should do this in two parts. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think we could do a part two of the eerie entourage's encounters. We could. And tell us what you think about the stories that we've had. I mean, yeah, I'm a bit terrified by most of them, which is nothing unusual, but like some of them... I mean, thank you so, so much. We've got loads and loads of stories yeah. that you've sent us. And it's not only is it lovely to know that people are listening. I didn't. I don't know about you, Nick, but when we started this, I kind of thought it was just going to be us two just talking about ghosty things and, you know, the fact... Well, I did make some, like, some of the family. I'm like, you must listen to the podcast. I don't care if you don't like it. <laughs> yeah, so I thank you and thank you for you know humoring us and joining us and sending yeah. these things in and it's amazing that you know there's so many stories out there and there's got to be there's got to be something in it i think more people believe in the paranormal i was gonna say jesus but i thought maybe i should well actually i'm sure i read somewhere i'm gonna have to have a look at statistic but i'm sure that there's a lot there was a statistic i saw once that more people believed in the paranormal than in religion so Ooh. maybe that's something to look at. Controversial. I know, I know. I don't don't quote me on that. I don't know if that's true or not. So, but it's there's got to be something in it. You know, people have so many stories and so many experiences, and no experiences are ever the same. I just it baffles me, and I'm so here for this. I love it, but I just think that. So what we need to do, I think we need to start like a scheme. Like if everyone tells two other people, let's get this entourage as big as we can. Come join our That'd crazy cool. cult. And to be honest, I don't think you even need to tell them. I think what you do is you take their phone, you find us on their podcast app and you add us yeah. and subscribe to us. Yeah. And just be like, yeah, what? What are you talking oh, about? It was the ghosts. Exactly. Yeah. My, I must admit, my mum this morning went, Oh, I, I've seen that your podcast is up, but I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm like, it's all right, Mum, I'll sort you out. 
Well, I told you that my nan thinks we were on the radio, didn't I? I mean, bless her. Oh, bless her. told all of our family that I'm on the radio, and I'm like, well, it's kind of not quite. Not quite. Um, so yeah, they're all looking out for us on the radio at the moment, so. (laughs) Oh, bless them. You're like, no, it's not quite the radio, it's the internet radio. Yeah, so trying to explain that one to my nan, who's in her 80s, bless her, but she's managed to listen to a couple. Yeah, because she got excited, didn't she? She was like, oh, I listened to one, and you're like, there's there's four others you can keep listening. (laughs) We've done a few episodes now, so yeah. She's like, is there? So yeah, bless her. But yeah, so please like, share, let's get as many stories as possible. I I really enjoyed this. I want to get more stories from people. We should make this a regular thing. Oh, definitely. Oh, and we've got so many other things coming up as well. We've got other recordings that we're working on and loads of research, loads of things in our back pocket. So it's exciting times. Well, thank you so much for listening and we'll, I guess, see you next time. Well, stay spooky. So I am Sarah. And I'm Nick. And this has been Eerie Encounters. Encounters. Did we get it? I don't think we did it. <laughs>